You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Are we going to talk uh, footy? We've only really scraped the surface, as I said, with the NRL round two. So many headlines out of this. And uh, it's great that we've roused Sats, although he's an early riser, the Sports Day host, so he does it at both ends of the day. Good morning, Scotty Sattler. Hello. Hello, Paddy. Hey, Casper. How are you, guys? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. Now, he's been down in Lismore doing his work, uh, has Casper, doing some stuff for the, the flood victims down there, working with flood charities. You've been watching the footy. Um, mate, there's been so much to talk about. We're only round two. Why would, you, why would you put us up against each other with that sort of intro? He's been down helping the flood victims. No one's been watching the footy. That just makes me out of it. just a, a bum. So, uh, yeah, round two is, a, is another one. I mean, if you're a tipster and you're involved in any tipping comps, of course, this weekend just blew a lot of people out. Um, yeah. Because, you know, some of the really good, some of the really good performances from last week, and I suppose I've touched on the Gold Coast Titans, they were so impressive last week to come out in the first 15 or 20 minutes, I thought they were going to blow the Dragons off the park by 30, and then all of a sudden um, they fell asleep. Uh, so really disappointing, but uh, I've got to say the, the Broncos, tough, just resilient, just showing you know, great signs of defence and control. And then uh, the Dolphins, you know, the Dolphins again, in a, which was unfortunate. It was, a, it was a rainy day and it kept a lot of the crowd away. Um, there's a good performance to come from behind and, and beat the uh, Canberra side, who are a really gritty side as well. So, And the Cowboys, so they, they looked good. They looked good early, like they did last week in round one. They looked really good in the first half, and then for some reason they just seemed to capitulate. Not not, re- not really sure why, but I'm sure Toddy Payton's going to try and search for the answer really quickly. Hey, I've got a question for you, Sats. Um, look, a good, very, very good friend of mine, um, oh, he's, he's passionate Dolphins. Um, I support mm-hmm. him, but also uh, involved there. And, and I told him I was actually coming on uh, on this show, and he said, um, I said, look, got any tips or any any thoughts for you know, SEN and, you know, sport going on? He said, yeah. And by chance, he said, um, if you get hold of Scott Sadler, ask him about, mm-hmm. you know, earlier on he came out and claimed there was really bad recruitment uh, um, yep. by, by the Dolphins. Um he just he just said mention that, so I just thought I'd use the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, been, I've been smashed by that the last couple of weeks. Oh, I've had, yeah. Casper, but um, <laughs> yeah, I have. You know, it's um, yeah, but yeah, it's making me eat humble pie to be quite honest because their performances have been really tough. And and I, you know, I love it that those that there's some of those fans out there that are so passionate about their team that they're you know they're willing to you know sort of give it to someone who's been critical of them. So that's what the game's all about. And uh, you know they're. Well, they're proving me wrong. I've always thought that they'd start the season off not too bad. I didn't think they'd have two wins, but I thought they'd start off okay with the amount of experience they've got. I've been able to stay in the games defensively, which they've been able to do. You know, my, my biggest fear for them, and to be quite honest now, when you look through a lot of the squads now, a lot of their benches and people, that are, the, the players that aren't playing at the moment, um, the depth uh, is probably going to be a concern for the Dolphins. But, you know, it doesn't matter. First year, you don't want to win a comp. Uh, if you do, it's a bonus. If you play finals, it's a it's a bonus. But mm. yeah, they're proving everyone they're they're really competitive. It's great. Hey, headline moments, mate. I suppose none bigger than Ponga, 
fourth concussion in 10 months, uh, one of the genuine superstars of the game. And, I mean, it's an impossible question to ask you, I mean, what happens now? But it, it's a worry, isn't it, Sats? Massive worry, huge worry. Um, oh, I wouldn't be surprised. And, again, I mean, he was classed as a Category 1 because he showed signs of being completely knocked out, laying on the ground. And so you're not going to go back on the field. I suppose a positive sign was that after that, you know, that miraculous victory by the Knights yesterday, he was jumping around, excited on the yeah. field with his teammates. And that's a great sign. But, you know, he's not having to go in and make, you know, 15, 20 tackles when he's jumping around with his mates. So a huge concern. I wouldn't be surprised if he sat out for an extended period of time, to be quite honest. Four concussions um, in, in 10 months is, you know, that's, that's worrying signs. Now, if you're a boxer and you get knocked out, you can't fight for 12 weeks. Yeah. That's just one. He's been knocked out four times in well inside twelve months, which is a huge concern. And from you know the way the game is heading, um, maybe the only alternative is to move him back to fullback and take him back out of the front line, yeah. you know, where he's not having to do those fifteen or twenty tackles. So, if there is an alternative for Newcastle, even though they bought Lockie Miller from Cronulla, the only alternative probably is we need to take him out of the front line so he's not involved in those you know those front line collisions. You were talking about um, depth. You used the word depth, um, obviously, with each team um, and their squads. Um, that's the challenge, isn't it? When you've got your, your marquee players, when all of a sudden they're out or injured, it really puts you in a hole for the for the rest of the season. It does. And this is why you look at... When you try and pick who's going to be like a top four, top two team, Casper, you look yeah. at Cronulla and you look at their bench. Their bench is phenomenal. Then they've got these group of players that actually can't make the 17 as well. There was amazing depth. The Roosters have always got really good depth, and they just look like they've signed Nathan Brown from Parramatta, um, <laughs> you know, two rounds in. So, yeah. yeah, they just keep continuing adding to their their squad. <laughs> now, yeah, the big news coming out of the weekend is that Peter Valandis is looking at possibly can we go to twenty teams in the next eight years um, after being involved in you know, the bid process for the seventeenth license. You know, depth was always going to be a concern. To put a throw another team. Um, at 18, there's a lot of there's, you've got to find them from somewhere. I mean, I've played in a 20 team competition. I've got to say there were some pretty ordinary games at most weekends. So yeah, it's something it's something we've got to be really really mindful of. Hey, uh, you mentioned the Roosters signing Nathan Brown from the Eels because uh, as injury cover. I mean, they've got Lodge, JWH, they've got Crichton, Radley, uh, Tupanua, they've got Connor Watson. Mm. They, they've all had dramas. I don't know whether you heard Gordy Tallis's comments about. Yeah, <laughs> he said, "Is there, is there a ceiling or is it a circus tent?" I thought that's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a nice line, wasn't it? So you know, that's what the great clubs are able to do. He's already been paid four months' wages from Parramatta from November through to February. So yeah, the Roosters don't have to cover that. Um, Parramatta may may or may not be paying a little bit towards the Roosters to take him on. Whatever it may be, I'm, I've heard that both him and Brad Arthur don't see eye to eye for whatever yeah. reason. Not sure why, but it's just one of those those situations that's continued to to mount. And um, and Nathan Brown's not in the immediate plan, so yeah, there's a it's 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 great recruiting by the Roosters. They get him at the right price. He's at a club where he's playing second grade, and he doesn't get on well with the first the first grade coach. So it makes sense he goes to another club. And why wouldn't he go to the Roosters? He's going to play finals, so. Um, if you're not playing first grade at the club you're at, and you've got a t- you've got a club that's very wise in their recruitment, their manager yeah. knows what club you go after, and it's 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 smart from the Roosters. And you know, if if you've got, if you've got a chance to go to the Roosters, or you know, respectfully, a, a team that's you know like the Dragons is probably not going to play, who hasn't played finals, 
you're going to go to the one where you're potentially going to be part of their first growth squad. And they've got Angus Cronin now for an extended period of time. Yeah. Tupanu is out, out to the middle of the season. So they need some back rollers. Yeah. Um, a couple of the incidents, mate. Uh, drink water. Uh, looks like copping three weeks for Oates. He's out with a broken jaw, gone for two months. Yeah, it's it's probably fair. You know, direct contact to the head. And he just, yeah, it wasn't intentional. It was just when you've got a guy that's six foot five running out and your heels are on the sideline, you do everything you can to try and stop them. And unfortunately, he just, he just tried to jump up and grab the grab hold of his body and, and hold on. Hopefully the ball, he could hold the ball up. But yeah, just got it wrong, got technique wrong. And unfortunately, that's that's what's been happening in the last four or five years. They'll hit you with two, three, four weeks um, with direct contact to the to the head. So you can go and argue it if you want and get it downgraded, but really in the judiciary, just a set of scene, they just they ask you a question, yes or no. Did you make contact with the head? And the minute you say, yeah, but no, 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 it's a yes or no question. Yes, I did. Okay, well, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it may be. So it's pretty black and white now. And, um, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's not, not a great sign for the Cowboys with Drinkwater being one of their key players. Yeah, exactly right. So we've got Bronx and Dragons this weekend. Second and four, second v fourth. Who would have thought? Mm. Yeah, I, I really like what the Dragons did yesterday. After the side that we saw in Mudgee and the Charity Shield, everyone was tipping them to to get a wooden spoon. Now there's still a long way to go in the season. We know that, but they showed really classy signs. But this the Broncos. I mean, they started the season off well last year, didn't they, guys? Yeah. It's a method of putting the plane. They're playing with. It. Having drama, defensive resolve, and and then then you've got and then you've got um, you know the class of Ezra Mam, and then that little bit of polish of Reese Walsh, and then you've got the control of Adam Reynolds, and then you've got the maturity of all those young forwards have now got another year under their belt. Like you know, Carrigan has gone away in a World Cup, and Tom Flegler's got another year under his belt as a first grade. You yeah. know, Jordan Ricky's got. The minute you start getting over fifty or sixty first grade games, that's when you start realizing where you need to be and what chess. Per- piece you play in a in a rugby league team on a week-to-week basis so yeah they've they've really hit the um this time it's all about timing isn't it? any part of sport this timing at the moment for the broncos is perfect with the the maturity that they've got in the side but also that that youthful exuberance yeah uh, look and I, I don't know whether you heard the start of the show but casper's claiming some sort of responsibility for reese walter's uh brilliant debut uh family ties the brother-in-law coached him at kebra park so Casper somehow got the, uh, I don't know whether it might be four degrees of separation here. No, it was only, it's only well, two that, I think. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah he's, a, he's a classy little kid, isn't he? Like, he's, um, he's, I, I just love the way he plays. You know, he, he just, he plays like the kid in the backyard. You know, he yeah. just there's, doesn't seem to have any sort of game plan about him. He just I'm just going to play whatever I see. I'm going to use my speed. He, he absolutely just burnt Peter Hickey on about eight occasions the other night. He just, Peter Hickey would be having nightmares. So, uh, yeah, he's, you know, he left the Broncos on a budget price and he came back. They had to buy him, pay him back, uh, get premium price for him. But, you know, the time away has probably been good for him. You know, the other thing I reckon I love about it, he's smile. He's actually out there yeah. smiling and looking like he's having fun. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my daughter tells me he's got the best eyes. Yeah, I don't look that hard at it. <laughs> I'm not sure about I'm not sure about the manicured eyebrows, but I'm not sure about, uh, that might be just the modern day play. I don't know. I don't know, Casper, if you walked in, if you walked in the dressing sheds back in the day, and <laughs> and and Merv saw that you you mm. uh, manicured your eyebrows, 
I reckon he'd rip one of them off. Well, Matty Hayden virtually had a, a mono, bro. So it's like, um, <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that was the last um, body part of hair, hair, hair on a body part that got any attention, of course. <laughs> yeah, right. We're going too uh, far now. Hey, Sats, really appreciate you chiming in at the last minute, mate. As usual, your thoughts are, are brilliant. And, uh, yeah, look, I, all league fans, no matter what your allegiances are, we've, we've got our fingers crossed that Ponga uh, comes back and uh, is bigger and better. But I, I think your thoughts are, are superb. Getting back to fullback, that may be the way to go. Yeah, to save his career, maybe. It may be the best way. But I think he's going to spend a fair bit of time on the sideline, unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately, fortunately. So he can have time to heal. Have his, you know, his brain, his head has time to heal. Yeah, perfect. All right, mate. Great. Thank you for doing this this morning. Really appreciate it. And of course, we wait for a sports day this afternoon. Anytime, see you guys.